an utterly mind-boggling, bizarre conspiracy that may have international implications. What happens when a man only sees half of humanity? And then we meet a young woman and her son at home during a rainy day. As they stare out the window and watch nature rain down upon the world, they see something truly unexplainable. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. Hope you guys are having a great day too. Hope you guys are having tons of fun, whatever you guys are up to. First off, let's give a shout out to one of our legacy Patreon supporters coming into Dead Rabbit Command right now. It's Corbin's channel. Everyone give a round of applause to good old Corbin walking into Dead Rabbit Command. Corbin's, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. You guys can't support the Patreon. I totally get it. Just help spread the word about the show. Really, really helps out a lot. Now, Corbins, I'm going to go ahead and toss you the keys to the Jason Jalopy. We're going to take a nice, long drive out to Arizona, the sunniest state in the world. I don't, don't look that up. I don't know if that's a fact. I didn't research that, but Corbin's channel is driving us on out there. There are a few times in life where I'm dumbstruck, where I truly am kind of at a loss for words for what I'm the situation I'm in. It's rare. And when it happens, people around me go, whoa, seriously, Jason? You have nothing to say about what's going on? I remember back in 2019, there was a karaoke bar. This is pre-pandemic, obviously. We're at a karaoke bar, and I'm up, I'm doing the Humpty Dance. I'm not, I'm not singing the song. I'm just doing the dances other people are singing, Shania Twain. I'm doing my stuff. I'm there with my brother and his fiance, and, and I'm there with Sabine, and we're at this local karaoke bar. And every, all these songs are being sung. And then this guy gets up on stage. And he adjusts the mic. <laughs> There's this instrumental playing. And he goes, The flames of the castle grew forward. The soldiers readied their arms. They moved past the black chasm towards... The Great Cliffs of Glo Glover, whatever. And I'm sitting there, and he's just like, and then the great eagles flew down, and they clashed with the dragons. Blood rained down on the people. And I'm like, looking around, and no one is reacting to what's going on. When the mighty man held his axe high above his head, he cleaved open another... I was dumbstruck. And I go, what is going on? What 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 is, is why is no one else reacting to the fact that this guy is reading a fantasy novel memorized by the way set to 9 minutes of orchestral music and not like Beethoven it's like it's like that free audio music you can get if you just typed in fantasy noises into YouTube but he's reading this novel on stage and everyone else is completely ignoring the fact that he's spoiling Game of Thrones. And I sat there and I would look at him for a second as he would talk about this elf lord beating another man with like a mace. And then I would look back at my table and I'm like, are you guys not puzzled by this? And they're like, yeah, he's probably just reading a book. I go, you do it at home. 
This is a karaoke bar! Nine minutes. To this day, I'm still dumbstruck, and Sabine says that was the very first time, and really the last time she's seen me at a loss for words. Because I just had no idea what was going on. I halfway expected him to end it by yelling out huzzah and pulling out a sword and cleaving half of the audience in half. That may have been the first time she's seen me dumbstruck, and that was the last time she's seen me dumbstruck, but she didn't see me while I was reading this conspiracy theory I'm about to tell you. There's a subreddit. <laughs> there goes half the audience. I know a lot of you guys hate it when I bring up Reddit, but it is a beast that we have to deal with. There's a subreddit called Conspiracy Fact. See, these guys are way too cool for your lame-o conspiracy theories. This is when you have substantial evidence to back it up. So I want to set, this is where this is coming from. This is not a conspiracy theory, according to, according to the weirdos of Reddit. This is a conspiracy fact. And there's a guy called the real USS Kelvin. Kelvin is a Star Trek reference, so I can appreciate that. That is the only, that's the only thing that makes sense for the rest of this segment. In 1997, Arizona, there was a state law that amended ARS 12-604.1. And that was, buckle in, guys, because it gets a little rough from here on out. That law, basically, the amended law now says that sex with a minor under the age of 12 could get you life in prison. But the way laws are written is there's subsections and there's subsections of subsections, and you create this weird swamp of words. So every so often, a loophole gets created. And because of this, there's a weird loophole. So if you had attempted sexual contact between the ages of 12 and 14, it was 10 years in prison. But attempted sexual contact under the age of 12 was three years in prison. And they didn't mean to do it. They didn't mean to make it so if it was under the age of 12, it was less of a penalty than 12 to 14. It was just this weird... It was like a period was in the wrong place. Something went wrong. There was a loophole. In 2002, Arizona, Joseph Don Rosenbaum, 18-year-old man living at a friend's house, sexually abused five boys between the ages of 9 and 11. Five of them. He got a total of 10 years for that. And he served like 12.5. Like something else happened and he had to serve some extra time. But he, he basically did 12 years in prison for... He should have been in prison for life. But because of this weird loophole, he got through. It was actually in line with the sentencing guidelines. So that's not a conspiracy theory. That's injustice. And that does happen and we do see... And they fixed it. They have fixed it in 2008. So. What? It only took him 11 years to fix the guideline. But this is where the conspiracy theory starts. And buckle in here, guys. Kenosha, Wisconsin, 2020. Now, I know not everyone knows about American history or American current events, but Kenosha, Wisconsin, 2020, you had the Black Lives Matter protests going on in the city. And there was this dude named Kyle Rittenhouse, a 17-year-old from Antioch, Illinois, came to... Kenosha, Wisconsin, and he's patrolling the streets. Now, this is this is where it starts. I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, no. Oh, no, Jason, where are you going with this? Hold on. I understand. Corbin's channel, Corbin's channel is sweating as he's navigating the Jason's lobby through a field of political landmines. Here's the thing. Kyle Rittenhouse goes, I was just going there to defend property. 
the prosecutors, because he's on trial or going to be on trial soon, says, no, he came here with more ill intent. We can't judge that, and we're not going to judge that. That's a trial that's going on. But what we do know is that events leading up to this situation are, again, also very hazy. Kyle, and when I say hazy, I mean, I'm sure my YouTube comments are going to be full of stuff. That's fine, but that is nothing really... That doesn't have anything... Let me just get to the conspiracy theory, okay? Before you type over your comment. The conspiracy theory is Kyle Rittenhouse... This happened. This part happened. Kyle Rittenhouse shoots three men in the street of Kenosha, Wisconsin. He wounds a guy named Gage Grosskrutz, a 26-year-old dude, and then he kills two people, Anthony Huber, 26, and Joseph Don Rosenbaum, 36. It's the same guy who was prosecuted and who was successfully prosecuted. He did commit the crime in Arizona. He's then shot 18 years later in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Here's the conspiracy theory according to the real USS Kelvin. I, I read this and I just kind of sat there for a second and I go, I don't even, my, my brain is like, it's like shutting down. It was all a setup. So what happened was, there's, he actually has three possible theories. We'll start off with the, none of them, I'm trying to say the most logical one. They're all super dumb. But one of them was that his dad was a lawyer. Joseph Rosenbaum's dad was a lawyer. And it, once his own son was able to do these horrible things and his a lawyer's son got off, everyone was like, oh, I bet you that the lawyers like messed with the system. Like he planned this. His, his dad's like, oh, I know my son's a big old pervo. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to change the law so it will get him off. And because of that, the government of Arizona goes, we have to kill this dude. To cover, to cover up a crime from 1997 that we fixed in 2008, we have to kill this guy. So do that. Send someone out there to go kill him in the year 2020. That's conspiracy theory number one. The, to be fair, the real USS Kelvin, <laughs> after he states that conspiracy theory, says, I can't prove that his dad was a lawyer. Why, why is it a theory then? If, if, if we don't even know if that's true. So we can, that one's obviously fake. That one's obviously fake. The second one is that in Arizona, there was a bunch of vigilantes who saw this miscarriage of justice and they go, we must rectify things. This guy did this horrible crime and us, us vigilantes, we have to do something about it. But we're also super slow vigilantes. They're called the Turtle Force. And they go, we wait 18 years. They'll never see it coming. If we wait 18 years after their horrible crime, they'll be like, you know, hanging out at home, hanging out with their kids. Maybe they've even changed as a person, even though they've done something horrible. It doesn't matter. 18 years later, to the day, we're going to pop up, we're going to come out of our turtle shells, and we're going to shoot them, and then we're slowly going to leave the scene of the crime. We get caught almost every time. So the idea is that Arizona vigilantes set this up to kill Joseph Rosenbaum at the Kenosha, Wisconsin protest. Or... Here's another one that he throws out because, I mean, if you're just if you're just saying insane stuff, just keep going. The real USS Kelvin says, or it could be that you had another government, say Russia or China, who said, you know what would be perfect? Wait 18. That's always the key, right? Wait 18 years. And then we shoot a lawyer's son. <laughs> the, the other government officials are, are like, are you sure he's a lawyer's son? They're like, I don't know. I, I read that on Reddit that he's a lawyer's son. 
We shoot this guy on the street, and then that will expose the loophole. People will go, who was this guy? And they'll research him, and they'll find out there was a loophole in Arizona law, and then it will make the whole system come tumbling down. So, Vlad, why don't you send some of your guys down there? We hear the turtle forces are on their way, but they're super slow. An international agent did this. What I find so bizarre about this conspiracy theory is it involves so many different threads. And we watch conspiracy theories all the time. Earth is flat. Well, then you need a boogeyman, right? Well, who's telling us the Earth is flat? It's NASA, so NASA's controlled by Satan. That's real. If you get to the flat Earth argument, that's what it comes down to. NASA's controlled by Satan or dark forces, Illuminati, whatever. This one, even if we accepted it, that Joseph Rosenbaum was assassinated by a group just let's pull on that thread a second here. Would that mean that the entire protest was organized by the Arizona vigilantes? Like, they, or did they wait for the right set of circumstances to show up? Like, it, 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 this is a conspiracy theory that handles... I did an episode recently about if, whether or not Impossible Foods had fetal meat in it. And it doesn't, and I was able to prove it. So, so impossible food lawyers, do not sue me, even though I referenced that again. But this one, I'm just, I don't understand the logic behind it. I, I'm completely, I can understand the fact that someone's looking at these connections and going, this guy was killed here, and he did this horrible crime back here. And it was connected to this loophole. But how do you build an international conspiracy theory out of that? And think about it. Longtime listeners of this show know I love to like pull on conspiracy theories and try to. I can't even put a conspiracy cap on for this one, honestly. Because I, if uh, if I did, you would have to say the entire protest was manufactured to facilitate this murder. Like everything was set up just so the vigilantes could get to this guy. When in the real world, you know, people get assassinated all the time. All the time, right? There's probably a red dot on my head right now. Get assassinated all the time. You run them over with a car. Or you poison them. You don't just kind of go, well, I hope I hope America has a really, really bad summer. And I hope there's a ton of protest across the country. And I hope that racial tensions are inflamed. And then maybe... The guy we want dead will die? It's fascinating. It's fascinating. I, I just can't figure this conspiracy theory out. And I love dissecting conspiracy theories, but this is one that I'm just speechless. And there's at least one person out there who believes it. And if this show has taught me anything, if there's one person out there who believes it, there's a thousand people out there who will believe it once they hear it. Corby's channel, I'm going to go ahead and toss you the hair hang glider. We're going to leave behind Kenosha, Wisconsin. We are headed on out to Mount Athos, Greece. We're all hanging on to Corbin channel's ankles for dear life, but he's able to somehow get us all out to Mount Athos, Greece. The year is 1938, and right when we land, we hear a dong, dong, and we walk into this monastery and there we see a dude he's just laying there and he's dead 
No, it's not like we came across a crime scene. He didn't die due to bell-related injuries. This is a funeral. Dong. And all these other monks are standing around him, and this dude is just laying there. His eyes are closed. We're at the funeral of Mihailo Tolado, 82-year-old man. Lived a good life. Lived a good life. He's laying there. He's all old and dead. But the reason why we're here, we're not just here because we want to see a dead body. I'm all poking it with a stick. They're like, get out of here. Get out of here. Milhalio Tolado is the only man in the world, as far as we know, the only man in human history who never saw a woman. And I know what you're thinking. Well, what about blind people, Jason? Blind people never see women either. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of my way. Just go, go, go. If you want to bring sense, if you want to bring like logic into this, you can stand in the back of the line. This story is so fascinating to me. And there, I guess there is a blind loophole, but I do think there's a bit of wiggle room here. Yes, if you were born completely blind, you will have never seen a man or a woman or anything like that. And that's true. But this is... <laughs> This is the only guy who's not blind who's never seen a woman. <laughs> You're still going to do the segment? This is so Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. I came across this crazy news thing a while ago about this dude. And it's, like, it's always like a crazy fact. There was a man who never saw a woman. And you're like, whoa, that's pretty awesome, right? Not saying that it's awesome not to see women. But it's pretty awesome to think that someone lived to be 82 years old and never, ever saw a woman. So when you do think about it, you blind people don't ever see women too. That kind of makes it so it's not so rare. But let's pretend, <laughs> let's pretend that that fact isn't real. Let's pretend that when blind people are born, they they can see they can see one thing: their mom. Because I want to tell this story, and I don't want it logic to. I find this story fascinating. The reason why Milhalio never saw a woman was his mom died when he was born. And he was taken to a monastery, a Greek Orthodox monastery on Mount Athos. And there was a rule. No women or animals could ever enter the monastery. So he was raised in this place where all he ever saw was dudes. And they also had these other weird rules. They weren't allowed to bathe. They weren't allowed to fight. I mean, come on. If you're going to be trapped with a bunch of dudes, at least you can arm wrestle. You can't fight. You can't argue. You can't even, like, disagree with the dude next to you. And you can never, ever ask what lies beyond the monastery walls. So, yes, blind people, you're right. There's a ton of them, and they don't ever see women. But he could see men. Okay, how's this? Okay, now I figured it out. He's the only person who ever saw a man, but couldn't see a woman. Uh, oh, yeah. See, I knew I could get this story to work. He only ever saw... Could you imagine that? Like, that's so bizarre to me. And you know, like, the other people who joined the monastery, they'd be like, dude, before I was a monk, I was just banging tons of chicks. And he's like... <laughs> he's imagining them having sex with giant chickens. He's like, huh? Oh, it's kind of creepy. <laughs> No wonder why you're at the monastery. You must have a bunch of sins to resolve. Or they'd be like, dude, I was watching this movie called Who Framed Roger Rabbit? And whoop, whoop. And he makes this shape of like a sexy, the monk makes a shape of a sexy woman with his hands. And he'd be like, what? Are there people out there who are like waves? And they just kind of like float around like Casper ghosts. But actually, he wouldn't even know what a, he wouldn't even know what a wave was. He's trapped in this monastery. 
It'd be so weird because you figure people would constantly be talking about women. You're like, Jesus. Monasteries aren't bars. Monasteries aren't like sports bars where people go and they're like, dude, did you see, uh, did you see Kate Moss the other day? But you figure every so often one of them would be like, dude, you know what I really miss? I mean, like all of this religion and this oneness with nature and the almighty, that's cool and all, but I really miss a nice set of bazookas. And he'd be like, huh, what's a bazooka? And he couldn't even picture that. I find it so weird that there is a human on this planet who couldn't picture a woman. But think about it. And then when Mihalio dies, he dies. Someone mispronounced his name five times in a row and he just died. He's floating around. He's now a Casper ghost. And think about it, dude. When he went to heaven, he's seen like all these lady ghosts. And he, to him, they would look like gray aliens. To him, he, would, he wouldn't even be able to comprehend like what? Those are bazoogas. And they're like, yes, Mahalio, these are bazoogas. Like, it's just so fascinating to me. I mean, trust me. I, I find it fascinating. <laughs> I wouldn't want to go through it. But one person on Earth, he was able to see men, but unable to see women. And that is actually, I didn't plan this. That is a perfect segue, believe it or not. A perfect segue to our next story. Corbin's channel, I'm going to toss you the keys to the Carboner Copter. We are leaving behind Mount Athos, Greece. We're dropping a bunch of Victoria's Secret catalogs as we're flying out. That might have been deep, deeply sacrilegious. So if it is, I never made that joke. We are leaving behind Mount Athos, Greece. We are headed out to Indianapolis, Indiana. Some stories are short because they don't need to be long. This story came from a woman named Debbie Tomey. It was published in Strange Magazine number 13. It's a discontinued magazine. We've covered it before in other episodes. I need to get a collection of these because there is some bizarre stuff. We've covered a lot of really good stuff from this magazine. I found out about the story from one of my favorite websites, Think about it, Docs.com. It's August 8th, 1991. It's 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Rain is pouring down from the heavens across the city of Indianapolis. And Debbie and her son are just sitting at home. Just got done playing a game of Parcheesi. Have a long afternoon of Monopoly in front of them. <laughs> Jason, you just said the story was short. How much detail are you going to add? They had Nescafe boiling on the stove and, and marshmallows ready to roast. It's just a rainy day afternoon. And Debbie's looking out the window. Something catches her eye. And her son must have sensed something because he begins looking out the window as well. They're both silently staring into the front yard of their house. Rain is cascading down. Underneath the rain gutter is a gush of water. And their attention is fixated right where the rain gutter is, and this strong gush of water is pouring out. Debbie and her son clearly see the water stop. And then split. And they're watching this deluge of rain gutter water fall down on a ball headed man. But the man is 
totally invisible. The water splashed on his skin and outlined him perfectly. You could see his head. You could see his shoulders. You could see it drip down his arms. There was an invisible entity standing out in their front yard at 3 p.m., August 8th, 1991. And the only reason they knew it was there was because it was raining that day. They watched this invisible man from inside their house as he stood there silently in the rain. This wasn't a fleeting glimpse. It wasn't a trick of physics. He stood there for three, four minutes, and then he left. It doesn't say if he disappeared or not. The term left is a very interesting choice of words. If he disappeared, generally the word is used vanished or disappeared. The fact that he left kind of implies that they saw him walk away through the rain. Either way, it's a terrifying story of an invisible man standing in their front yard. It's one of those stories that doesn't have a resolution, doesn't need a resolution, does it? Doesn't need to be a ghost. Doesn't need to be an alien or an interdimensional entity. It is something other than what should be. Was he there for a purpose? Was he there just passing through? Did he stand underneath the rain gutter to make himself visible, or was it an accident? He didn't realize it would show his form so clearly. So many questions with this story. And that's what makes the story creepy. Well, that and the Invisible Man. Because was this a one-off thing, or are these invisible people around us all the time? And what would make it even creepier is, imagine this. Imagine if your apartment was haunted with a ghost. Imagine if your workplace had a demon in it. Imagine if on the way to work there had been sightings of UFOs. That's all creepy. And I recommend getting a new job if there's a demon at your workplace. But now, imagine in your house is not haunted by a ghost. There is a living, breathing human who's invisible in your house. At work, there's not a demonic force, but sometimes late at night, you get the feeling you're being watched by something, not this infernal creature, but a human with all the wants and desires that a human has, but they're invisible. Or when you're driving to work, you're driving by that little wooded area between your house and your place of employment. You've always heard stories about lights in the sky and maybe there's some gray aliens in the trees. How more terrifying would it be if you knew that the entity in the woods was an invisible human? Because we know how humans are. Because we are human and we know what we're capable of. And imagine an invisible human. Sometimes the shortest stories are the most unsettling because they don't give us any answers. They just have so many questions. 
And if there is even just one human out there that has the ability to turn themselves invisible, that should terrify anybody, really. So the next time you hear a bump in the night, or get an uneasy feeling when you walk into a certain part of your house, maybe just shut the door. Maybe just ignore that sound. There's a chance you may not be dealing with a paranormal entity, but a normal man with paranormal abilities. And that is the most frightening monster you can face in the dark. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be your email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. TikTok is at deadrabbitradio. Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. Peace.